everybody welcome to another episode of upon further Review. this episode we are talking about thor ragnarok so what do we think what do you got jonesy what was your take uh i I feel like i say this every time Mm -hmm. i loved it i loved it too i thought it was really fucking fun fantastic but i loved it mainly because of the director and the humor that was brought into it uh Taika Waititi. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Is that how you say it? I always say it wrong. Uh, New Zealand director did uh, What We Do in the Shadows, Where the Wilder People Are. For the Wilder People. people. Yes. Yeah, dude. Fucking. Some of the Flight of the Concords episodes. Mm -hmm. So I only, I never watched Flight of the Concords. I didn't know any of that shit. Uh, But I I saw the other two movies that he did. You know what I didn't know is that he did a short film that was nominated for an Oscar. I didn't know that either. Bro. Is it good? So good. So good. Black and white. Um, he did this really cool stop motion thing to transition time. Uh, and it was basically uh, kids. The, I'll just give you the setting, but it's online. You can go check it out. It's like 11 minutes long. Super funny. And it's basically two kids, one boy, one girl, sitting in the cars of a parking lot in front of a hotel bar. And they're just waiting for their drunk-ass parents to come out because they're going to drive them home. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? These kids are like nine years old you know what i mean yeah. uh and it's just it's such a good fucking i want to check it out so good man because i love him dude 100 yeah. percent love for that guy um he's he was quirky as hell. yeah super funny piss uh, off ghost <laughs> i don't know there's just something about his humor yeah. that just it's so soul affirming in some ways you know and i here i am watching you know from the right from opening of this damn movie uh tonal shift yep from anything that we've the seen dark with world was, was super serious mm. minus cat denning trying to be funny and failing miserably in that one but what's dark world was that dark the, world was that was the one with thor? the elves with the dark elves that were trying to get the ether like is that another Infinity. thor movie yeah that was a second oh, i didn't even watch that one Don't. Yeah. i mean it's it's fine it is what it is i'll watch it if i do my marvel cinema in order they came out marathons uh-huh i mean i won't do them all in one day obviously but like over time sometimes because i own them all and i'll do that right but, right so i'll watch it but you don't need to for this one, obviously, I don't, to be honest with you, you could just jump right into the middle of this fucking one, absolutely. And I don't think you need to have it was fantastic. any of the backstory. It was fantastic. Yeah, I, I saw it twice. It Did you really? I saw it once, good, just huh? in standard, but then I saw it in IMAX 3D, and it's amazing. Nice. The 3D elements it was made for, formatted for IMAX 3D, mm-hmm. looked amazing. Like the at the beginning, the fire god or demon or whatever uh-huh. just the the fire on his body was so like textured for cool. the 3d and it was just excellent nice you know i just i thought yeah the movie is fantastic the music was really cool bro <laughs> i i looked over at my wife and i'm like uh stranger things much yeah yeah <laughs> definitely sounds there's a resurgence things. of this like synthesizing yeah. stuff but it works right. but it's so good though it yeah. really works uh i love tessa Oh my God! Which Valkyrie, to, uh, Valkyrie, yeah, Valkyrie. Uh, she's solid. Her. She was in Creed, and she's amazing. Ah, uh, that's what she's from. Yeah. My wife and I were like, "Where do we remember?" Her? I thought she did fantastic. She was strong and fun, and yeah, just great. everybody. Yeah, their their team of the Revengers. And here's the thing: <laughs> like, I really enjoy that they brought Hulk in uh-huh. 
as the Hulk, yeah. not fucking Bruce, Bruce Banner, and then a little bit of the Hulk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I could feel... My hope is that they're working towards another Hulk movie. Uh, I think Universal still owns the rights to do it exclusively. Okay. I think so. I don't know, man. I think... So I'd I be curious to see will. an actual Hulk movie at this yeah. point. But, no, you know, to be honest with you, as much as I love the Hulk from deep down inside my heart i think i like him better as just supporting. as a supporting superhero yeah. for the bigger you know for the bigger things because to me it's uh it's a lot more fun that way yeah. because it's With kind of a one trick pony in my mm-hmm. opinion it re- he really is yeah. you know he really comes in the clutch when he needs to smash stuff i do though like the evolution that they've had so in the 90s when i read the hulk comics he was always the hulk Right. But he had the intelligence of Bruce. Uh-huh. So he would speak like Bruce. And he was very in control of his body. But then at some point, maybe the late 90s, early 2000s, they went back to him being Bruce. But when he turns into the Hulk, he just can't control himself. And he's just a destruction machine. Uh-huh. So that's what they've done with the movies. And that becomes one trick. That becomes t- like it's kind of boring when right. it's just like he's just a bulldozer yeah. so i like how in an avengers 2 he had more control over hulk than just a smashing like he could actually aim hulk and things uh-huh. like that and then in this one hulk is he talks he's yeah he's dumb, like a, yeah. but he talks and yeah. he is just in control of himself he's not always angry and i really appreciated that they were evolving this character to not be so one-dimensional. Right. And you know what's really cool to that same point is how they bring him into the story. It's very fluid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how the last place that we saw the Hulk was in that plane was flying the, away. Exactly. Trying and to get away from everything. It worked out beautifully. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then here you are here. You I know? love how he's the strongest Avenger. I, I love know. that when they're doing the pass, the passwords and everything uh-huh. in the jet. And right. Hulk, or Thor's trying to say strongest Avenger is like, doesn't recognize. Uh, but then Bruce says, <laughs> and Hulk's like, what? Well, and here's, I loved the fight between them two. Yeah, that was I amazing. That was a really uh-huh. great fight. Uh, there's, you know, there, there was an excitement for me within that too, because yeah. Thor is extremely powerful. Yeah. For obvious Absolutely. reasons. Yeah, you know? He's the so, god of thunder. He's right, a god. He's right. a literal god. So I really enjoyed that, that fight yeah. between them, because if there's going to be any good fight, it's going to be him versus. Yeah. The Hulk, yeah, you know? and it wasn't just smashy, smashy. Like it no, told a story during yeah. the fight, totally, which is totally. really important. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all spectacle side works extremely well. Kate Blanchett, yeah, she plays a really sexy villain, in my opinion. I, I would agree. Was surprised. Did it feel a little uh, drag queen like in uh... performance? It felt very grandiose, dragish. Not in my opinion, only because if you think about the lineage of who that character oh, is sure. from, you know, yeah, there's like an old way about her sure. that I think fits extremely well. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't really catch any of that personally. I just, I love that. Yeah, I thought she was great. Yeah, such a badass. She kicked some ass. And she, what was her name? Is she Death? Well, yeah, she's she's Death, but I don't remember what her. But name is in is. in the canon, Hella, Hella, that's it. But in the canon, is that Death that fucking Thanos falls in love with? Death is who Thanos is in love with, but right? It, but that's not. I don't. Her, though, I don't right? remember the in the canon. I don't them. think so. Okay, I don't. I but mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't. Re- honestly, I don't really remember. It doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me yeah. though if. But in this world, that's the case. 
So you saw the wow. By the way, spoilers. I forgot to mention spoilers. <laughs> Bitch, if it fucking says mini major in yeah. the movie, you should just know yeah, by you now. You should. But uh, in that end credit scene where they, you know, it's uh, Loki and Thor, mm-hmm. and they see the big ship. Yep. That's uh, Thanos. Yeah. So it's like, shit, someone's not happy that his lady died. <laughs> well, that's my thought, right? Because they are connected mm-hmm. is, is, was my question. But I didn't, I don't know much about the fucking lore to be like, yeah, I think Hela is the lady that, because even Deadpool, right? The big, you know, there's a lot of humor between Thanos and Deadpool yeah. because Deadpool fell in love with her also. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. there's like this weird triad <laughs> going on between that. Which would be a really funny crossover, guys. Yeah, just, guys, <laughs> please. Wink, yeah, wink. exactly. Um, so I, just, I didn't, I just didn't know. Um, I love Loki. I love how they've written him through the series because, to me, when he does bad guy stuff, it makes sense. Right. And when he does heroic stuff, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. Like yes. I love that. Just that very complicated relationship with right. Thor. Like, and it just, it really, <laughs> yeah. it never feels convenient how they write it. It feels real. Right. Well, like the, like the greatest, uh, the, a great scene in this movie when he was basically saying like, hey, didn't he just try to take over the world, try to kill everybody else? He's like, I remember one time when we were like seven yeah. years old and he was like, he turned tried to, into a snake, turned into a snake and then he stabbed me. Yeah. And he's like, good times. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, and now you get the relationship yeah. even better. You get this um, just he's the, just the god of mischief. He just that's he it, and that's what he does. You know, yeah, it's just his thing. Yeah, I I, I love I, the I fact that he you. said he was a snake, and then he stabbed him because you expect like as a snake he's going to bite him. Uh huh. So it's like him, yeah. that's the director right there writing that to uh-huh. be like, yeah. Well, you know, I didn't see the director's name on any of the writing credits. But I mean, he kind of fiddled with it as they were going. Oh, okay. So like with improv and things like that. I can see that. Suggesting doing stuff because mm-hmm. it's very much his humor. Yes. I mean, this movie is... Well, it's the rhythm. Yeah. It's the oh, rhythm yeah. of of the language that he likes. Which Korg, you know? I'm glad he played Korg because that is his humor That's to his bread tea. and butter. Yeah. That is absolutely his... Bye, new dog. <laughs> like, and I loved him. I want to give him a hug. I, I love know. When the rock kind of fell off. And he's like, well, th- there goes that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just so sweet. And did you recognize uh, Jeff Goldblum's uh, sidekick lady? I did indeed. From the one from the hunt from the wilder people? Yep, I did indeed. She also plays the, the mom voice from Moana. Oh, really? The, oh, that's the, right. The, the grandma. The, the grandma. The grandma. Yeah. yeah, I loved her. She's wonderful, too. When, when he said, New like, Zealand, New yeah. Zealand's throwing it throwing out, man. Out. I'm just saying. New but it's Zealand's good that he really keeps with his people. Out. Yeah. But I love Jeff Goldblum saying, uh, I always say, what do I say about her? I always say she's uh, starts with a B. Trash. <laughs> like, but why, why, why would you? Why would were you just that? waiting for her to say that? Cause yeah. And I love seeing Jeff you, Goldblum. By the back. way, did you like him in that? I did. I thought he's pretty funny. You know, he plays that part really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum has such a way with just uh, being him, being himself on camera. He has every slowly time. evolved to the Jeff Goldblumiest he can possibly be. And I like think he, well, he's comfortable with himself, probably, yeah. you know, that type of well, thing. Well, he's established enough. Yeah. I think what's ironic about him and most there are probably not a lot of people listening to this will really know this because it's kind of like inside shop type of stuff. But I think it's very funny that he's the creator of Playhouse West. Uh-huh. Because that's all about natural. Like you say things in different tones because it means a different thing when you say it in different tones. And they do this doors exercise where you have to say like "come in" or something like different every time and all this stuff. How do you play that game? 
like someone knocks on the door uh-huh. and then I don't remember what they say. I think it's like come in or something like that, but you have to change it every single time. And what that is, is like, cause that changes how you come in that door. Right. But it also changes what that person, if they want you to come in or uh-huh. like just, it totally changes the context of the yeah, scene. Instead of saying like, come on in. It's like, come in. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jeff Goldblum says things one way. <laughs> like uh-huh. there is no difference. There's no he's no longer uh transformed into a character. He is just He's just Jeff, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> now with painted fingernails. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> that's about why, it. Why 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 would why would you give me the melty person stuff? Yeah. Why would you <laughs> So uh, like yeah. He was great in it. I just think it's funny that as you watch him, he's just more and more Jeff Goldblum. Like he's yeah. just, we are no longer having this this copycat Jeff Goldblum performances. We are just pure hundred percent right. Goldblum. No other ingredients. Well, and you know, to the to the contrary of um, kind of what we talked about last week with Justice League, we got introduced to a new kind of sentient being from the canon, which is what Goldblum's character. Oh is, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, Grandmaster, right? Grandmaster, yeah. yep. Um, and he's up there with like the collector and uh-huh. a couple. Yeah, of I mean, them they the have other. the same look and everything, right? So you know um, they've they're ancients. But though we got introduced to him, there's still enough context for us to connect with that character. Sure, which I thought 100%. was great. You know, um, and we learned a lot through Valkyrie and like how, uh-huh. you know. Oh, by the way, was... how gorgeous was that flashback fight with Hella? Oh yeah, how that was like a painting. It, it was like was a Michelangelo amazing. painting. Yeah, totally. And even in 3D, it was just was it? striking. But even when I saw it in 2D, it was striking, too. It just looked like iconic. It looked mm-hmm. epic. It yeah. was, you didn't have to have a flashback with them moving and doing like a regular scene. That oh, was man. Well, and here the cool part is, is again, I, I talk about this kind of often on the podcast, but because we didn't see the real battle going on and it's moving in slow motion, we picture that battle in our mm-hmm. own head. And well, you look at it, and it so looks great. like drawings for other mythology that you've read uh-huh. in books and everything. And it's like, yeah, because it's mytho—it's Norse mythology. Uh-huh. I mean, so for them to do it that way was amazing. Mm. And I love just, like you said, I mean, just everything's natural. Um, one of the things that I appreciate about this, we didn't bring it up in the Justice League, but the bad guys were the bad guys because they're the bad guys, and they want to just destroy stuff. Right. Very generic. And if Justice League would have allowed those other characters to have their moments and like have their movies uh-huh. before this, then we wouldn't have needed a generic villain for justice league, but right. we needed it here because the focus was doing all these introductions to all these characters. Right. So it's like they needed a generic ass villain. Well, it's there wasn't smart. Time. What's so smart about but this it, is like, we've already established those characters. We can right. introduce Valkyrie. We can introduce side stuff. And because of that, we're allowed to flesh out and have more 3D villains with right. with Hella, but also with the Grandmaster, where he's not a villain in his eye. He's, he's not really a villain. Gra- but he has slaves, man. Like, he makes them fight to the death. So, like, you're saying that, but I feel like in lesser hands, he would have it would have been more on the nose that he's a bad guy. Uh-huh. But in this, it allows you to be like, no, he's just kind of like a... Scummy casino owner, basically. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's not really a villain. Yeah, like all those guys were partying yeah. down. Yeah, he wants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he. I love you, and he didn't want me to be called slaves. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Don't. Yeah. Servants? Yeah. Yeah, much better. Yeah. yeah. He didn't want him to be called slaves because that makes him look bad, even right. though he is. <laughs> like, <laughs> but. Well, and to your point, like, 
it's so smart how they keep doing this with the Marvel movies from a story standpoint because we know the next movie coming out is going to be Thanos, right? Yep. Um, and we have Black Panther next, and then we have oh, and then Thanos. And then we have Thanos. Right. So, well, you go on up. And then is. we have Ant Man and Wasp, which I'm really excited. Well, my point though is the trajectory, right? Because yeah. now you have Thanos's girlfriend basically being offed, offed, which gives him more motivation yeah. to come into all this shit. What's interesting is that I thought was a really cool throwaway moment um, was all through all these movies were leading up to the Infinity Stones and we're leading up to all this shit. Mm-hmm. And I love how when Hela was down in their little treasure area, like the little tokens of the victories and stuff. Uh-huh. I love how she just knocks over the Thanos gloves like fake. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because in the movies, you have all this heft, but yet, I think it was in the first Avengers where Thanos goes into his little vault where he has the gauntlet. The gauntlet uh-huh. So, like, that's the real gauntlet versus the other ones, like. That's fake. not it. Yeah. So, I thought that was such a great moment. It's so past. Like, it's just it's, like fake, yeah. moving on to other stuff. I thought yeah. That was really I, they cool. just, they just, they, they got it. They get it. They get it. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's really fun, too, because you go from, like, comic books right in the story that yeah. kind of leads into that to the movies uh-huh. visually seeing it on the screen. It feels the story connection yeah. is just as good as if you read it from his paperback, yeah. in my opinion. And I thought the way that they had all the different characters from the different movies interact, I thought felt great. Like even with Dr. Strange, I thought that was fantastic. It was perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Yeah. How they brought him in was extremely helpful, right? They did. And that's the thing. They don't just bring him in to bring him in because that's right. how it happens. No, man, like everybody has a purpose. Yeah. And so, Great, and I love how I just felt there are so many subtle moments that have bigger significance that they want you to get that they're not forcing it down your throat. Like, I right. love how they subtly show that, like, Doctor Strange is more powerful in magic than Loki, you know, or he's just like, bye bye, uh-huh. <laughs> like all that stuff. Meanwhile, Loki's like, I'm gonna get you, like, you think you're so good. He's like, bye, <laughs> you know. Right, I thought right. that there's such a smart way to be like, wow, Doctor Strange is powerful instead of having to show in lesser hands. It would have been like, like making it so huge. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like, bye, <laughs> like, you're nothing. You're right. Well, it's nice too because now you, when you know Infinity Wars comes, you can and we get reintroduced to those characters. Now we have a point of contention yeah. for conflict that yeah. is easy to jump back into really quick yeah just from a quick little moment of introduction you know um what do you think of the refugee uh theme of this because i thought that was pretty pretty uh, apparent which you know in this this, i mean which i thought was fine it was very interesting and if anything it's a soft serve way of being like yeah these people don't want to leave home but it kind of they kind of have to yeah so Uh, what are you gonna do yeah i mean I mean, I think in context of like where our society and world is now, I think it's a nice uh, call to nice nod. Yeah, you know, a little perspective mm-hmm. to maybe just subtly be like, well, you accepted it in this story. Maybe think about not everyone's choosing to leave. To leave, exactly. Maybe uh, they kind of can't go back. Right, <laughs> or they right, right. Fucking die because um, that foundation's gone. Remember, like <laughs> you can just rebuild as long as the foundation. Oh nope, it's gone. Yeah, nope. There it goes. <laughs> Right, and I, I thought that was, uh, you know, I think it's a nice, it's a nice uh, uh, pillar yeah. for the found, foundation of Frontier, um for the storyline. Mm-hmm. And you know, I didn't when I watched it. To be honest with you, I didn't really think about it from more 
uh, humanistic, humanitarian mm-hmm. perspective yeah. until you just brought it up right now. But I could totally see yeah. that. Very, I know? thought the script was just fantastic. Very clever. Yeah. Very well done. Very clever. The jokes landed. The jokes, I some people are like, it was too jokey. I'm like, well, compared to the others, but I felt like the jokes never took away from the seriousness. Right. And I think that's really important. Well, to be honest with you, I thought these jokes were way better than fucking what Whedon does. Way better. Yeah. Way better. But also, it didn't take away from the danger. No. Well, that's... You know, uh, like with Ultron, that took away from him being menacing because he's making fucking... You're a robot. You don't make fucking jokes. Yeah. Like, but meanwhile, this, there was humor to it, but it... Like, Hela never seemed diminished by the comedy. Right. It's like you were always like, the fact that she just destroyed his hammers like holy shit which was awesome by the was way amazing. which is super awesome and then even the comedy of him trying to get it you know when it's already gone he's yeah like, oh, it's, yeah it's gone oh. or like the little parts of just like when he's talking about it being being a part of him and like losing a best friend or whatever yeah and i thought that was kind of adorable even at too. the start the fact that he's and i thought it was clever to throw it in at the very beginning how dependent on the hammer he is right where and then at the end where his dad's like you know the hammer is not the power it's you right which i thought was a like very subtle way that they had that as the arc Mm -hmm. of it but at the beginning when he's like in three two bing like all right i planned that wrong or whatever when he is tied up in the chains Uh he's waiting for it and he's like so dependent on that but that Mm -hmm. was the whole like that's kind of his security blanket right and now that he doesn't have it he has to like find out all that shit's harnessed in him Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a really great arc. Yeah, totally. But I mean, I'll say too that opening fight scene was dope. Yeah, it was with uh, what's the fucking band's name? Shit, what was the band's name? Uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I was thank like, you. God dang yes. it. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Uh, you know, playing super dope. Well, they even use the immigrant song. But That's going true. back to the refugee thing, they still use they use the immigrant song on this, which go. couldn't have been cheap. No, I bet well, Marvel financing was like, you know, can we? <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Yeesh. But I think it was worth it. But I think with uh, with this director and with James Gunn, I think they're proving, man, if you spend a little bit extra on the music for this, uh-huh. it just elevates that film to something that ha- that just has a hook that like yeah. grabs people. I couldn't, I I couldn't remember the theme for this movie particularly, like from a music yeah. standpoint. Guardians of the Galaxy, one of my favorite themes. Um, but the soundtrack was really good in this yeah, one. Yeah, the soundtrack was good, and then the Stranger Things music was definitely a recurring thing in this. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I'd recommend it. I from all the fucking, it. you know, from all the... highly recommend it. And, Best Thor yeah, movie. Easily. Well, yeah, probably one of the better Marvel movies, yeah, personally. It's up, there. it's up there with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is top tier for me, personally. Yeah. And then here. this one is, you know. And I like Helmsworth. Yeah. I think he's know? great. I think he's awesome. I'm like, glad that. Who would you have else play yeah. Thor? He's perfect. He's 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 Thor. He is. You Thor. know what I mean? Like the best person. He to was do born that. to play Thor. Well, you know, I was reading. I was reading an interesting article about him going to. Um, uh, the director and Paul Feig, right? Peter Feig? Yeah, uh, 
for what are you talking about? Uh, Ghostbusters? No, 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 no. Who's the guy that uh, runs Kevin the- Feige? Kevin. Kevin I always, Feige. The- I always get those fuckers mixed up. Every time I do a podcast like this, I always get those goddamn names mixed up. He went to him saying, "Like, look, man, we need to we need to change Thor. We need to look at some of this this storyline and stuff like that." And it was funny because he was hearing a rant that Kevin Smith was doing about the Thor movies, and so. He went, he listened to it, took what Kevin Smith was saying and the fans and wow. said, hey, we got to change this up because it's yeah. not hitting right. And yeah. I, I don't know whether it's me or whether we need to introduce something different. So a lot of his, yeah, he, he took a lot of ownership Good. into creating that character yeah. for the fans, which I'm like, Good for you, yeah. man. You know, um, which is the reason why I think people have that, that that visceral mm-hmm. connection. He took ownership Ooh. of the character. Yeah, exactly. He's not With just sitting stuff. back like, they'll write me something good. Yeah. Nope. He, no, he went in there like, on his I own care accord. About this. Yeah. When I, when I read that, I was like, good for you, yeah. dude. Snaps on that. Mm-hmm. So I go support it. I think it's Highly fun. Recommend it. Super good. Great director. And even if you haven't seen other things that this director has done, go right now. Yeah. Go watch Hunt for the, the Wilder shadows, people and what we do in the shadows. You will not be disappointed. No. Awesome. That's it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. We'll see you guys next week. We out.